Hey, listeners, thank you so much for joining us for the second season of Midlife at the Mailbox. Over eight years ago, Denise and I met during a chance meeting at our neighborhood mailbox. Over the years, our friendship has blossomed into something bigger. We can't wait to tell you all about it. And although we no longer share a mailbox, we really are closer than ever in real life. This meeting at the mailbox inspired a friendship, a business relationship, a lot of laughs, a couple tears, and now a podcast. So come along and listen in. We're so glad you're here. As a parent, how many times a day do you find your child or children watching YouTube? Everyone? Okay, then. How many times a day do you follow up with turn off effing YouTube and find something to do? So you're probably also wondering why I'm asking these questions. And I'll tell you, it's because it's part of the reinvention of our guest today, Beth Bowen. Oh, the YouTube generation. It's a parent's favorite and least favorite website, right? But for mom of four and self-taught artist and my friend Beth Bowen, she is no stranger to YouTube. In fact, YouTube may or may not have been a major stepping stone for Beth. Uh, now, before we get into all that, let me re- let me introduce you to my friend and fellow president, Beth Bowen. Hi, Beth. Hey, guys. How are you? Uh, thank you for joining us. This is so much fun. There's always a Fresno connection, right? <laughs> I love it. Uh, we went to Bullard High School in Fresno, California, and we were classmates. We were on the high school cheer squad. I was a little right, bit ahead of Beth, so I might be a year or two older yeah. than her, but uh, we both live in Southern California now. And, you know, I've seen you a few times over the years, but we've kept in touch on social media and, you know, the Fresno 559 bond is, is always strong, right? Um, in the past couple of years, I've, I've watched and cheered on Beth from TV and social media sidelines because she really has reinvented her career and life as a single mom. Um, I, you know, as a career coach, I was just fascinated by it all. And, and just, you know, proud to say that I knew her and spent time with her in high school, right? And so I asked her if she wanted to be on and tell us about her story, about how she really, you know, became an abstract or international artist, displaying her art at Art Basel, the Louvre, and uh, upcoming show in New York. I mean, there's so many things, right? I don't, it's just the tip of the iceberg um, on what she's got going as an artist. So, um, we're so excited to have you with us at the mailbox and to share your reinvention story. Thank um, you so Amy teased to you me. that, yeah, and Amy teased to you that, you know, the listeners that you learned how to become an artist on YouTube. So why don't you share your story? Let's just cut right to the chase. Um, how did you reinvent yourself through YouTube as an artist? Well, lots of adversity, lots of obstacles happened in my life. Um, starting with my mom passing away in 2013, that was yeah. just awful. And um, so I was sorry. super close to my mom. So my mom and I, we talk like three times a day. And if you ever met my mom, she's the type, she says hi to everybody. She loves everyone. My brother and I would joke. She was like Mrs. LaRusso from the Karate Kid. Like, she was like, hi, kids. Like she loved everyone. And I was going through marital issues and my mom was, became sick and she was like, I'm worried about you. Are you going to be okay? I'm like, I'll figure it out. Don't worry, mom. And then she passed away and it was like, it was just that reminder of life is so short. Why am I not living or finding what my purpose is doing something for myself 
Why am I letting fear guide all of my decisions? And as awful as it was losing my mom, that's the reason I also filed for divorce. And then I literally left a very, uh, how do I say, cushioned life. Uh, It was very comfortable to nothing. And I didn't have a career. Um fully financially dependent. And so for me, it was like, what, what now? And it was so terrifying. Yet it's like getting through that storm allowed me to like doors started opening. Like once you take a jump, a leap of faith, the, it's like the universe rewards you. And once I did that, I contacted an old agent. I'm like, send me out commercials, print, whatever you have. Like, I need work. And I was filing, I was um, trying to um, find odd jobs, anything that would help me have some sort of financial stability. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally on rock bottom. Uh, couldn't afford rent. Um Oh, wow. Moved to my friend's guest house, got on food stamps. I mean, I had nothing. And then from that, I got a, oh, I went into an audition or uh, a friend of mine was working on a show with Nicole Richie and they were doing something with moms. She's like, come just, just like stand in and, um, you know, it's going to be like a mom discussion and, Jill was like the mom expert. And she's like, I just saw the playbacks. You looked really great on film. I'm doing a show. I would love for you to audition for it. I'm like, oh, awesome. Thank you. Um, yes. I just said yes to everything. I mean, it was almost like within means. I'm like, yeah, I can do it. Yes, I'm available. Um, and it ended up being the Bravo show. There goes the motherhood. Right. Yeah, and through, like, tons of hoops. And they're like, Bravo's moving forward with you. I'm like, Awesome. I mean, my life was like a snow globe. Everything was out of sorts. It was just craziness. Um, <laughs> I, that that part of my life is such a fog, like going back, like, I don't even know yeah. if I was present. Like, I don't know how I got through. Like, I was just on autopilot. Um, what, then, what, what, wait, hold on. What years? That was like, you said your mom passed in 2013. Yeah, we filmed t- uh, 2014, but they, they okay. shelved the show for two years. It didn't come out to 2016. Okay. Um, and so then, and during that period, you know, I met a great guy, we were together for four years. Um, and then for kind of out of the blue, that relationship ended still to this day, not sure why, but it was like show getting canceled, not having a career, uh, another failed relationship. What am I doing? Like, this is, (laughs) It was awful. It was just like, I think I was 38 at the time and just feeling so discouraged and sad, (laughs) victim party of one and licking my wounds. Like, what am I going to do with my life? And at this point, when during my marriage, I may spend a ton of money on on therapy and I love therapy. I'm a therapy junkie, but it just got too expensive and I didn't have the money for it. And I started painting. So that was like my therapy. And I bought canvases at Michael's and I just started watching these YouTube tutorials and I loved it. And I went from, oh, making some God awful 
They're like, wow, that's cool. Or this is really neat. There's something to this. And the executive producer of the show circled back with me. She left Bravo, went to Nat Geo in Washington, D.C. And she was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I started painting. I just taught myself. She's like, great, paint me something. My producing partner's dad passed 909. Do something with those numbers. Have it to me by the end of the week. And she's- And this was what year? Beginning of 2018. Okay. And so I then, um, I sent her the piece- um, it was small. I framed it. And she called me like a week later and she's like, I don't know what you just did, but he's in tears. You need to do this. Like, this is, Aww. I feel like you're calling. That's and she's amazing. like, I'll help you. We'll get in galleries. We'll do this and that. She didn't do any of that, but it was her initial belief in me that yeah. like lit the, you know, the torch under yeah. my butt. Like there's something here. Let's go for it. And even if there's not, I have nothing going on. So <laughs> if I fail miserably, it's, Okay, you know, I, I I can only go up from here. I just feel like truly a phoenix through all of this because I really put myself out there. I committed, like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a gallery showcase. I'm going to invite everyone on Facebook. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> 250 of my closest friends and family came. When I booked the place online, had no idea what a curator was, had no idea how a gallery is even set up how to book one. It was like 500 bucks for the night. I just clicked. Yes. Um, I want the space. Here's the date. Um, Ramses, the director of the gallery and also became my curator, uh, said, how many pieces do you have? And I said, well, how many pieces does your place hold? And he said, depending on the size, if it's like 36 by 36 or 48 by 48, three feet by three or four by four, um, I can hold about 13. And I'm like, well, fantastic, because I have 13. And I didn't. I had had like, you know, six. Um, So I was like, I'll crank out seven really quick. Yeah, it meant, you know, it was meant to be, right? It was meant to be. (laughs) But he loved my stuff. And I was like, you do? And I'm like, oh, it's LA. He's just being nice. And he's like, oh, I want to help you. I'm like, okay, I'm never going to hear from him again. Two weeks later, he called me to join a group collective um, with the Gabriel Fine Arts of London. It was all these international artists. And he's like, you're the wild card spot. Bring your Mermaid Lagoon. I didn't even oh know which Mermaid Lagoon because I named them all like on the fly. So I didn't know you have to name pieces too. So I was like going through inventory and I'm like, oh, it didn't sell that night. It's available. Awesome. Ironically, that's the only piece that sold that night. And so the the head of the gallery from London was like, do you have any pieces 12 by 24? And I said, sure. How many do you need? Like, well, we'd like <laughs> to take three of them to Art Basel. And the only reason I knew Art Basel was a big deal, don't judge, but I was folding laundry to keeping up the Kardashians and they were all going. And I was like, it's me awards of art. And I'm like, oh, well, worry, I I think I just- yeah, but I didn't even, I mean, I just saw that they, they were all going. They're like, it's the Academy Awards of Art. It's the biggest deal. Like, oh my God, I got to go. I got to be there. So I made them that night, the 12 by 24, the three oh pieces. And through that experience, met Mark Shapiro. He is an art agent um, out of New York. He came to the booth, um, my booth that I was at. And it was this is also in Art Basel, like proper, like one of the main auditoriums. Um, so he reached out to me and asked if I was, if I had representation, which I didn't. And Mm -hmm. he helped me 
uh, link up with a gallery out of New York, um, uh, Artifact and Art Up Close out of New York. So they represented me at LA Art Show, New York Art Expo and Art Santa Fe. And then through New York Art Expo, I met the Steiner Gallery out of Austria, which also linked me to Pax Gallery, which also in Austria. Through them, I submitted to Art Monaco, Prince Albert's private gallery showcase, the Louvre and the Cannes Film Festival. And I got into all of them. So one year from the day I started, I had a piece at the Louvre as a modern art master. (laughs) That's amazing. All all from YouTube. From YouTube. Well, I mean, it was YouTube, but like, I mean, what pervasive, or, you know, you just your, your drive, your, you know, your ability to like network and, and get into the art world, literally navigate the art world that you knew nothing about before 2018, really, right? And I mean, I, I mean, I had uh, nothing to lose. So I was like, right. all in. I'm like, so right. here's my art. I mean, yay or nay. I mean, at this point, though, and unfortunately, it took such devastation, like losing my mom to uh-huh. make these crazy like all-in impulsive choices and decisions to be like fearless I just put fear in the back seat and I just remember being a young mom in Palestine's like I always felt judged I always felt like people were like oh she has all these kids she doesn't really know what's going on maybe we can help her with and I always felt like I don't know I just I was insecure about everything I was doing I'm like oh we have to have the best birthday parties and my kids always have to look perfect and they have to have bows in their hair and they have to do this and that. And I'm like, why was I, I never, I didn't live my life for me. I lived my life for what I thought people expected from me or how it should be. And then it's like, when you go through divorce, you go through death, you, you just don't care about the bullshit anymore. You just don't. You like, you don't, I don't care if anyone thinks of me, like they are not paying my bills. I don't care about the noise. Like I used to care. I used to totally care about all that stuff. Right. And then the second I really started living my life and doing things that I wanted to do and like stepping into what I felt is my purpose and my light and allowing myself to shine. It's like things just took off. Floodgates open. Yeah. And success. Totally took off. Well, it's amazing. That's, that's, I know it really is. I mean, and it's a testament too, though, to yourself, right. And, and what you did and your talent, right. I mean, you kind of unearthed this talent, right. From, from reinventing yourself, right. And, and, and going through these major life events, I've, I've heard Maria Shriver talk about something similar, right. When she lost both her parents, I know you still have your dad, but, um, she lost both her parents and then she was going through all that, you know, tumultuous relationship experience and her marriage with Arnold Schwarzenegger and all of those things. And so, and that's when she really felt like, okay, like, you know, she had to do something for herself too. She also had, you know, a large family as well. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's, it's not a mistake, right. That a lot of people come to this like point, this like apex, right. right? Where they right. Kind of have to do something like that in their careers and in their life choices. Right. So Completely. I really loved it. Well, and I, I, and I was going to say, I was going to say to your point about doing things for yourself, our last guest that we just had on Jesse from um, Titty City Design was the same thing. She comes off of her maternity leave and realized that, you know, she has to figure out a way as a new mom to get herself back. And Mm -hmm. again, she utilized art and this building, this community to, to find her way. And it's, it's a testament to like the strength that, you know, that, that we all have 
inside of us that allows us to be able to to take these steps forward. And, you know, you said at the very beginning of the show, you know, fear stops us from 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 taking these steps and doing things that we might not typically do. And one of the other things that you said is, is, as you were telling your story, it resonated with me in terms of this. And I like was Googling it too. this quote by an author, Aaron Hansen. And it, she said, what if you said, what if I fail? And it like started me thinking like, yes, but my darling, what if you fly? And I think that's it, right? Like the fear stops us from doing things. When Denise and I, a few years ago, when we set out to, when Denise said to me, Amy, you want to do this podcast? And I was the yes friend that I was going to say yes. And we, you know, tabled it for a little bit. And then we finally put it out there and we were like, what are we going to do? And it's like, just, just do it. Because at the end of the day, like we're doing this for us. Yep. You just have to start to start. Yep. Just got to break out that mic. So it's really, really amazing. And I think utilizing the art, it's totally inspiring and utilizing the art as therapy and as a way to channel you know, your thoughts and, you know, clearly it has like this really art has such a message to it. So this wasn't necessarily a question that I, you know, we, that we, that we had prepped uh, previous to our conversation, but, you know, as you're painting these pieces, like what, what drives you, what gives you that inspiration? So backing up, yeah, just, I know there was a lot here. No, I love it. I love it. I just want to start uh, just also the quote that I said in the beginning. I was just like, yeah, those who dare to fail, fail miserably can achieve greatly. And I really believe it really is what it takes. You can't test the waters. You can't like kind of tiptoe. You have to really commit all in. Yeah. And when you do, and there's no life preserver, like I'm going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to tackle this. You have to go all in and you have to change the mental, the narrative in your head. Because the second you start doubting yourself and questioning yourself or saying, we are our own worst enemies just by what we say to ourselves. And I think for me, I changed everything. I was, I mean, I see angel numbers like 333 or 222, 1111, 11. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm on the right path. These are all signs. Yes, yes. Keep going, keep going. And even if it's a a, a no, something else opens up, but it's changing. The mental dialogue was huge to my success, a hundred percent, because I had nothing to show for it in the beginning. Like I was just taking these wins and wins and wins. And I, I mean, my bank account did not reflect my success because I was broke. And, but I mean, that's also, it's temporary. And so it's just, I, I just, going all in and, um, and not losing track of that. And also I feel like putting fear out of the equation because that is the dream killer. The second you doubt yourself, the second you start listening to all that, it's, it's, it's sabotaging, it's self-sabotaging. So putting that in the backseat and moving forward. So now fast forward, I get to the Louvre. I had, I didn't have a style at this point. Year one, I had, if you look on my art Instagram at Beth Bowen Art, um, in the very beginning, at the very bottom, shameless plug, 
Um, you can see all these different styles. I mean, it's like there's like geometrics and there's uh, fluid pours and there's like a Jackson Pollocky style. I mean, this is like a little bit of something from everybody else's style because I didn't know what I was doing. But it gave people an idea of like ranges. So you like something like this. I can do something like this. Like, what do you like? <clears throat> to um, the deep blue that was being shown at the Louvre. I was on the plane back and literally thinking to myself, like, what an acid trip. Like, how the hell did I get here? This is so surreal. Like, you, I mean, you wouldn't believe it. Like, I'd be like, I love at parties, like, two truths and a lie. Like, no one's like, oh, yeah, okay, you weren't at the loop. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, in high but, school, did you wait most likely to be an artist? No. <laughs> Yeah, I got biggest flirt actually. <laughs> I think I did too. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyways, I was sitting on the plane, and it Maybe was that a was junior high. <laughs> it was a combination of you know Paris. It's always raining, so it was mm -hmm. the, the raindrops were coming down. I was had a window seat, and I just saw these lines of the the water falling down, and I'm like, how did I get here? And it's so crazy how many times my life has taken a pivot or it's just like, here, I'm like the happy housewife and everything is, I'm a stay at home mom and I don't work. And it's like, oh, I'm still a mom. Marriage is over. Cut to now I'm doing this reality show. And this is, so I was like, and, and going through the worst time of my life, still grieving my mom, my failed marriage. And it's all for the world to see. It was like, I was an autopilot, like a robot. And then that show gets canceled. Mm -hmm. And then I'm in this relationship that I'm thinking, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to marry this guy. Of course, obviously. And then the rug got pulled from underneath me and I'm like, okay, <laughs> what now? And then I found art and I just thought, God, our lives are our canvases. We may only have this one life, but we can recreate it as many times as we like. And that was the message behind with the paintbrush coming down and all the different colors. Like oh, I love that. Like, seemingly yeah, I love those life. And I mean, when I was married at 23, I mean, we traveled the world and I would say had all the modern luxuries and this and that. It didn't work out anyway. So it was like, it may seem like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's like curveball. Just kidding. Snow yeah. globe effect. Everything gets turned around. Now huh. what? Like I'm back in the rinse cycle. Um, so I, I just feel like that resonated most with me. That also starting art later in life, like approaching 40 at the time. And I just like, like your life, your canvas. That's it. We can recreate. We can paint over and start fresh. So painting the canvas white again is that next chapter. You're changing jobs. You're relocating. You're, you know, you're moving cross country, whatever. They're all terrifying things. It doesn't I have to that, yeah. divorce. You know, it's just like, it's just starting over and self acclimating to it and accepting it and thriving through it. And also giving yourself permission to live your best life. Like I'm, I feel like I'm living, like I love yes. my life so much. <laughs> I absolutely love my life. I love doing cool stuff all the time. Like I say yes oh. to a lot of opportunities. I feel like, oh, I'm tired or 
the kids have this tomorrow. I'm like, I'm going, I'll go tonight. I'll get up early. I'll still be with the kids. Like I can do it all. Like I can manage. It's also taught me how to manage my time and oh. carve out time. Like when I paint, I get up at 545 in the morning. My painting time is oh. from that to, you know, 645 or like 445, sometimes 645. I have two hours in the morning, depending on when I go to sleep or whatever, but I'll do two hours in the morning or I'll find time to go to the gym. I'll drop off the kids or now I'm, you know, whatever, but I'm just saying, it's just that time management is so important too, because we all but, have the same amount of time in the day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, now, time. Denise would call that her, your career flow, right? Am I learning? Yeah, she's in flow. Not only I don't, I think she's in more than career flow. She's in like full vibrancy. You flow, are right? like, yes. being like feeling um, vital. Yeah, I love it. It feels do so you, good. Do you find that that morning, that time you carve out early in the morning, is that your creative time? Definitely. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love it, and it's I'm trying I feel to be like the most day. present. <laughs> Yeah, I I love it. I I love my morning routine. I love my morning coffee. I love the quiet. I just I love being present and thinking. And I'm a big dreamer. I love thinking like, what about this? Like, how cool would it be if this happened? Or I love. It's almost like when a phone call comes in, like, hey, you know, um, we sold your piece in Malibu. And I'm like, oh, awesome! (laughs) Like, you won't believe to who? I'm like, what? Neil Diamond. I'm like. What? That's awesome. Yeah, so he bought my original Your Life, Your Canvas. Oh my gosh, how cool is the that? Number one, so the number awesome. one? The number one. The number one. The original. I love it. So it was yeah. just like so awesome. I'm like, wow. It's just like it was cool enough that my painting sold. And then it was like, oh, and Neil Diamond bought it. I'm like, nice. This is so cool. So I have a sweet soft spot for a sweet Caroline every time it comes yeah, on. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That. I know. <laughs> he's got the BB hanging in his, uh, do you know yes. where he's got it? Yes. Hanging? And do you think, yeah. Beth, I mean, my husband said this because he lost his dad um, about five years ago, but he kind of went into this whole, you know, live you know live live your best life yolo for lack of you know Kardashian's love but like you know just you only live once type of thing and he he went through that I mean I think he still is to a point but the pandemic kind of slowed us down for a little while like do it like you don't know how much time you don't have left you don't know like what the quality of your life's going to be like you don't know if you're going to have money in the bank tomorrow not you I'm just saying like anybody right like you know just go for it right like 100 percent yeah because I mean, you've been, we t- last episode, we talked, or two episodes ago, we talked a lot about the sandwich generation, because I'm kind of facing that a little bit right now. And you've already been in it, right? Kind of for a while, um, you know, with your mom, I imagine mm-hmm. being sick, and then you have four little ones, right? And then, well, they're not little anymore, but they're like, no, no four, four children. Right. And, and so, yeah, I mean, where do you find your support now? How do you, where do you? So um, first, how old are your kids now? Uh, 19, 16, 13, and 11. Okay. 19, um, 16, all right. Yes. So, I mean, I lean on friends. I, I do. Um, my oldest drives. Um, I definitely ask for help, which I was too proud to in the past. Mm-hmm. I have no problem doing it now. I'm like, can anyone there in a group chat, like, hey, mm-hmm grab Lorenzo that'd be amazing or you know meeting came up or something came up and um I I let go also 
of a lot of guilt. I always felt like, you know, I had to be super mom or I had to show everyone. I'm, I'm, I, but I'm such a great mom though, too. And I just let go of all mm-hmm. of that. Like, I know yeah. I'm a good mom. I don't need to put a post every two seconds. Look at how happy my kids are. They're happy. <laughs> right. How happy they are. I mean, yeah, they're freaking happy. I don't need to post that all the time. Um, but I do post about my art because I do want to show the wins. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to brag. I don't want to do it. Brag, girl. Show yeah. us what you're doing. Let us cheer. Like, let's go. Like, I think we need to do more of that. Let's cheer each other on. And in the art world, do you know that we're only represented women by 13%? It's a man-driven world. And the irony is we are all artists. We paint our faces every day. We (laughs) put our outfits together. Like the irony, yeah, it's like, but we're only represented by 13%. That's galleries, museums. And it's insane. Like I want a win for women. Like, there was a Gary V quote that I put on my story and I, and I'm going to probably butcher it, but it was like, he rather work with a plus humans with like B minus talent that will always like basically beat out a plus talent, you know, it's something to that effect where it was like, I may not be the best artist in the world, but if I can pave the way for other women to come through, that's a huge win. You know, if I have, the guts to do it. <laughs> I don't really care if it's like, if it doesn't work and it's just like things that keep happening. I'm like, yes, amazing. Yes. Awesome. Then let's pave a way for the rest of the ladies. Yeah. And I bet, oh my gosh, your kids probably like, I mean, they may not show it or, you know, say it, but the fact that you like have done this and, and, you know, garnered all this success, I mean, and you have fun and look amazing while doing it guys. I mean, it's just oh, like, you. and it's just, <laughs> You know, really inspiring, like I said, uh, just to see. It's so fun to watch. Like I said, I'm literally watching by the sidelines. Last time we saw each other was that mom event, right? Like, right Yeah, that was fun. COVID hit. Yeah, Beth was so kind to attend an event. One of my friends was hosting, and she came with another friend. And, and mm-hmm. I think maybe your art was just starting. But anyway, it's so fun to yeah. watch you and just loving life and having so much success. So that's, thank you. That's yeah. So great. So, so from you- a success standpoint, you've talked about you know, the big shows that you've been in. Um, I did see something recently on your Instagram that, um, you know, we all love to get some great pieces at. So tell us about your, this, this new endeavor with home goods. Home goods. Oh, so awesome. Right. <laughs> so home goods was my mom's favorite store. So every time Aww. she'd come down to visit me, she would bring something. Who doesn't like, love a home goods. Look what I found at <laughs> goods and she's like well let's go to the LA ones and see if we can find a match and uh-huh. it was so cool to meet the buyers of home goods because they would talk about also like the treasure hunting aspect how they have uh-huh. certain pieces in different stores and you go to a different one you might find a match or whatever I mean it's it's by design set up wow that's intentional who knew yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they love the treasure hunting aspect um uh-huh. The opportunity, it's so funny because when I first started art, a friend of mine reminded me, she said, I'll never forget. You said one day, if I can make, have prints at home goods, I know I won. Like I made it and all these other cool things started happening, you know, from obviously the, the, all the great um, shows I was able to showcase at. And then um, 
at uh, Coachella as well. I did a big container for Coachella and uh, World Cup. I had a big mural that was shipped uh, to Qatar. Um, All these really epic things. And then I had this opportunity for home goods. And they're like, well, I don't know if you'll be interested. Like somebody knew a buyer. You know, it's just like a friend of a friend. And I'm like, yes, that's that's what I want most. (laughs) And then I'll never forget like, Telling the man that he's probably thinking, this woman's nuts. Um, I got his cell phone number and I'm like, you don't understand. I really want this opportunity. And I like, you know, just regurgitate like all of like my CV to him and what I've done and this and this and like photos and this and this. And he's like, okay, we can talk. He ended up sending my art Instagram to the buyer and she picked out three of my pieces. And then I just recently met with the head of TJ Maxx and home goods. They flew in from the East coast, um, eight very strong females, awesome, which was awesome. Yeah. And going in and telling my story and the, one of the buyers was just like, I love your story. I'm like, you do? I was like, oh my God, I just love being here. It was really awesome. And they're going to extend and expand with my work. So it's exciting. I think with the running thread, I love it. I mean, we hear this so often and I think we repeat almost every episode, right? Is somebody sent, you sent the DM, right? Or you sent the Instagram message, you sent the text, you took advantage of every opportunity. You didn't let, like you said, your mantra, you don't let fear, you know, take your decisions. I mean, at this point, you you're more, much more confident than you were in 2018. But at the same time, you still, you took that text and you ran with it, right? Or you sent, took that phone 100%. number and you ran with it, right? Oh, yeah. But I mean, now you're in, not only are you in, you, this is a commercial and promotional opportunity, but it probably feels really good because you have that connection to your mom. So that's totally. And that's what I, I made sure to tell them. I'm like, you don't understand. This was my mom's favorite store by far. And it's just so epic to be here. So it, it was great. <laughs> Wish I could call heaven and let her know, but it's so awesome. She's watching. Believe it. I'd be like, I'm an artist and I'm in homegrown. She'd be like, what? <laughs> She bet you she say she I, I remember her and I bet you say I knew you could do it. I bet you she's like you just yeah, she would just say that. I I remember yeah, her. Really sweet. Yeah, really yeah. Sweet. sending the good vibes to make yeah. it happen. Yeah. I know, and I know Amy's really curious about this because you talked about Instagram and how you you know built your brand with art and Instagram and then also, but you have a very active personal account, right? I know Amy's dying to ask you because she's a social media coach. So I'll kind of <laughs> let her run with this. But um, so Amy, run with your social media st- uh, questions. You have. Okay, I want to know. Guys, have, she has a fun account. You should follow her. <laughs> oh, I would love to. I'll definitely. I have, I have two friends now, you okay. and my cousin, who have verified blue check marks. Uh-huh. Yep. On their Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, okay. How do you get that? Aside from being on Twitter and paying for it, how do you actually get that on Instagram? How so, did you grow to your thousands of followers? Millions uh, of followers. <laughs> initially, initially, I uh, didn't even use Instagram at all. And when I did the Bravo show, they had us all go through like, social media um, boot camp, pretty much. And I had to get a Twitter account, which I never use. And I only had okay. it for the show. Um, and I actually didn't even inquire about the check mark, like some of my castmates did um, through Bravo, which I should have done. 
And I was wondering, I'm like, oh, how did you get verified? They're like, oh, I just contacted so-and-so from network. And I'm like, oh, I kind of missed the bus there because our show has been canceled for two years. Um, so a friend of mine that I met at Formula One, who became my friend, um, I have a lot of really crazy stories of how I end up at a lot of different places. And um, one of the epic opportunities is being uh, at Formula One with Team Mercedes and at a party for Lewis Hamilton. Uh, this guy came up to me and he works in marketing and he noticed that I had a, a pretty decent following. I think at the time it was like 40 something thousand. And I said, oh, I was on this TV show. And he said, well, why aren't you verified? I'm like, I don't know. I never asked to be. He's like, well, let's take care of that. So I gave him, he's like, you need five uh, major news media outlets. Like I had um, Daily Mail, Us Weekly, uh, Fox, um, Fox News. And then I had um, a couple big... um, Oh gosh. Um, my friend Tamman, um, from pretty little liars, her podcasts and different media write-ups. Um, but you have to have five major media uh, write-ups. And then, um, I think I turned in like 15, something like that. And then you give your driver's license. They want to verify that it's you. Um, but Instagram has changed completely. Had I done in 2014, which most people were doing to grow their accounts, there wasn't the block, the blocks of the algorithm. Now it's only 1% for every 10,000 followers you have. It's like you have either 5% to like 3%. So I think I, my account gets 1% um of my followers see my active followers uh-huh. it's awful i mean it it's it's not set up to win instagrams they're i mean these people are smart they they were renting on their land and they want yep. the rent yeah <laughs> you know it's like it's well, time for a well and and you know as like a side note the the press and all of that earned media that you're getting and the the things that you own, so all of your artwork, all of the things that you've done, your website when you launch, you know, the your new site, and all of those pieces, they're so important. I have clients that come to me, and the first thing that they said is, "I need to be on Instagram." And I said, I always ask them, like, "What is it that you're? What is it that you're looking to do?" And you know, they're like, "We want to sell from Instagram. We want to do this." We want to, you know, grow on Instagram and we just, you know, we just think that we need to be there. And I was like, okay, well, sure, you should, you should be there, but let's talk, let's do like a, a health history on the other things that you have, right? Do you have email addresses? Do you have a website? Are you utilizing them? Do you have content to share? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and, and this is, I, I said this to um, a prospect recently that I was speaking to. And I said, the big piece about that, I I truly believe is how you build a supportive community. And it's not just virtually, but it's also the relationships that 
that you speak of, right? It's it's not being afraid, you know, to go and to talk to people. And Denise, you had mentioned that earlier too. It's not being afraid to like put yourself out there to just like reach out to somebody and have that conversation. It's essential. It's yeah. essential. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're a master, yeah, you're a master networker, you know, as I can observe, right? I mean, Beth, I mean, you use your like entertainment, you know, you know, Beth also did modeling and acting, right? Before, you know, you were married, right? And so, yes. and all of that. So, you know, and you go to these events, right? In-person events aren't dead, right? Is that where, is, not um, at all. are we, are we not wrong there, Beth? <laughs> no, I, 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 I love it. I, I love, I, every opportunity, I definitely try to see this a moment and, Think about if there's a connection, there's a purpose, there's a reason I'm in a room with these people. Who am I supposed to meet tonight? Who am I supposed to talk to? Um, I really, truly believe it. And there's times where I'm like, God, I'm so tired. I'm, I don't want to go tonight. And there's a reason I went. And <laughs> that's how I met my art agent, actually, through a mutual friend. Um, I was telling him, because when COVID happened, everything oh. came to a standstill. Surprisingly, art was not a necessity for people to buy. <laughs> so I was like, what am I going to do? It's so I was literally filling out applications on Indeed. Like, what odd jobs can I do? What can I do between, you know, pick up and drop off with my kids? And my friend Danny's like, um, you're not going to quit. You've come too far. I'm like, nope, it's over. I it was like pity party of one. Lost my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Total victim. I was like, and he's like, no, I'm going to make a phone call. I think you need to meet Eddie Donaldson. And I'm like, okay. He's like, do you know who Gorilla One is? I'm like, no. He's like, well, first of all, you need to start doing your, your research. You know, Shepherd Fairy is. Sounds familiar. He's like, Obama poster, Shepherd Fairy, Obey, like huge. I'm like, oh, yeah, I knew who that is. He's like, yeah, he works closely with him, Retina, Risk, all these like huge artists. And I was like, all right. He's like, yeah, I need to make a phone call for you. And he did. And he got me into a show, um, Love LA. And uh, David Arquette, the actor, was in it. He's an artist. He also was representing um, him. Dave Navarro, Jane's Addiction, does art, dual diagnosis. So a lot of like, you know, celebrities, people that want to get into art and they want to be like edgy or street artists or graffiti artists or whatever, they all know each other. I'm not any in any of those categories. So he was kind of like, why would I take this girl on? Um, my piece ended up selling or he's like, oh, bring two small pieces. But I also brought two big ones just in case like there was room or there was an opportunity. He was like, oh, we'll put them up. And so he ended up putting them up. And then at the Malibu show, um, around the same time that Neil Diamond bought my piece, one of my other pieces was the first to sell that night. And he's like, oh, okay, good. And I was like, Eddie, my piece sold. And he's like, okay. Like, <laughs> not, not excited, not freaking out. But he kind of like, all right, this energy is a new look for me because I'm usually with like graffiti and street artists. It's kind of cool. It's kind of a good thing. And so then he just saw like the wins and the wins. He's like, you know, it's easy to win with you. He's like, I like this. I go, is it? He's like, yeah. He's like, you're crazy enough to not care and like go all in. And he's like, I, he's like, I'm here for it. And I'll never forget when he called, he's like, I have an opportunity for you. It's big. It's big. It's for the World Cup. Can you do it? And I was like, 
yeah. He's like, you can do it. I'm like, yep. But that challenge, I was like, yes, I can do it. It turned out awesome. But yeah, it's just the things that terrify you are just, it's, it's so good also for your, your self-esteem to know that you can do it. And just, you, you have to face your fears. You have to just, you have to keep going. I can't just stop and be like, no, this is where I draw the line. Like, no, it's scary. It's intimidating, but give it a shot. And I just did a couple of murals. Like I'm not a street artist. They turned out. I think they look good. I mean, it's not like shepherd fairy work, but it's, I'm in the fame yard. Like it's rad. Someone's going to come up and hashtag your piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they do. It's cool to get tagged when they're in, on Melrose, and the Fame Yard's cool because a lot of people go in and they take photos. And I have do you have anything? Do you have anything down in Miami right now? Not right now. Okay. No, I'll be there over spring break. So it's like, oh, oh I, I could love- go and. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I the home goods that. there. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. No, I mean that's so cool. I mean the fact that I think that you know, just that you, you know decided to take this path and and you know you've used utilized your network I mean it's just it's inspirational I mean I think that anyone hearing you know whether you're not have to be an artist to know that this is you know literally she's Beth has put it all out there for everyone right now you guys like she yeah. literally just roll, you know just rolled with it right and and her positive attitude about it like you know all, also like shines through obviously so I mean honestly I would even put home goods above the Louvre just because of sentimental value. I also am excited for my upcoming show in Times Square. I made a cold call. I saw, yeah, I saw um, an ad on Instagram about this gallery and it was like six, six summit gallery. And it showed this window and there was this woman that she was like a model inside like a storefront and there was art behind her. And I'm like, what is this place? This is so cool. And I did a little research and figured out the owner of the gallery's name. Cole called him, said, Hey, it's Beth, Beth Bowen art. Love to showcase at your, at your gallery. He's like, okay, well, we usually plan out the window, you know, a year in advance. I'm like, well, looks like we're going to be doing a pretty big press push for March because it's women's month. And I think it'd be advantageous if my art was in your gallery, especially for press to come and check out. And it'd be good for your gallery. Good for my art. Like win-win, right? <laughs> Fair enough. He moved whoever's in the next month and I'm in, in two weeks and my art's oh my on. Okay, and I have 10 pieces on its way to Times Square. Oh, that's so that's, cool. It's I know that's so awesome. As we were prepping for this interview, I was like checking out what's Beth been up to lately. And then I literally see you like, you know, on Instagram, you're, you know, loading the pieces onto the truck, yeah. like off to yeah. New York. And I'm like, this girl has so many great stories. I like this is gonna be awesome. Like, you know, the it's, fact that I can't wait to hear, right? That's all I was like, I wonder how she did it. Literally a cold call, you guys. Cold call. Cold calm. Yeah, you you, awesome. you have to be crazy enough to believe you can do it. You have to. Yeah, that's true too in a lot of it. You really do. You have to just go in. And what's the worst that's going to happen? Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. You're not going to die. You're no. not going to be divorced <laughs> over it. You're not going to, no one's going to die around you. Like but all of the awful <laughs> things that I actually went through, like this is 
nothing. Like, oh, I don't like your art. Okay. Like, I don't care. Like, it's like, it doesn't even affect me in the grand scheme of things. Once you go through like real life shit, nothing can stop you. So for me, it's just like, yeah, let's get this interview. Let's get this gallery. Let's travel here. Let's talk to the, go, go. Yes. All the time. That's so cool. And it's amazing. And that's, and that's the same that, you know, Denise and I have said about our podcast. It's like, what's the worst that could happen? Only our moms listen. (laughs) I mean, uh, true story. Exactly. And our moms are amazing. But they do. And they do listen. And you know what? Thousands of other people have too. Just kidding. We're almost at the thousand. But no, like, it's amazing. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. 100%. We're almost there with your episode. We'll be over a thousand. I mean, but like, you know, it's, 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 but that's it. Like, if, you know, Denise working with her business and, and with her career, with her career coaching and me with my business and, and, and helping people and, and, and with their marketing and coaching and all of it, like, and, and you with your art and, Jesse with her 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 tits on all over the designs and all Love of the, it. and and Stephanie that we talked to with our first episode like if if her business coach if none of us like took these steps to to do these things to realize that there was a miss in our life or there was a miss in the market and if we all let fear prevent us from doing the things that we wanted to do Never then done. we'd all be sitting in like a fucking cubicle so miserable. miserable miserable and really quick another opportunity that happened i put on my own vision board like i've always wanted bucket list trips maldives i wanted to go to dubai out of the blue a couple of years ago a friend of mine's like hey we're going celebrating you know um her husband's name is mike mike's 50th birthday in the maldives and i'm like that's a bucket list trip <laughs> and at the time, my bank account, like I said, did not reflect the success I was having. And I was like, how the heck is this going to happen? With the fact that that landed in my lap, I knew the universe is like, you wanted to go? Here's your opportunity. What did I do? A gentleman reached out to me on Instagram. He's like, I love your anti-cancel culture piece that I did. I did one about, because I, I just, I truly don't believe that anyone should ever be canceled. Like there's learning opportunities you can get your slap on the wrist or really, you know, self-reflect, you know, what you did, but to be done and over, like who's the judge and jury for people's lives. I, I I'm against it anyways. So I did this piece, anti-cancel culture. And he's like, I love it. How much? And I went on his Instagram and I saw that he's traveling to Europe and he's traveling to the middle East. And I'm like, what do you do for a living? And he's like, Oh, I work in, oil and I do this and that. I, you know what? It would be amazing if we could trade miles for the painting. I flew first class to Dubai on miles. It was, I had no business. And then we had, um, we had a huge deal at this insane resort. And my other friend, Michelle was a doctor she came. And so we had the biggest room since I had two people I was sharing with. So <laughs> since there's three to ours, we had the largest room at the end. Michelle's like, I don't share a bed. I'm like, okay, you get the pull out. Sucks to be you. <laughs> and then, and then Sorry, Michelle. Like, yeah. 
And then Shelby's like, I'm living my best life. I'll come home when the sun comes up. I'm like, great. Cause I'm going to bed when the sun goes down. Cause I want the full day. I had the Cal King bed. There was like rose petals and palm leaves on the bed. They decorated every night. And I'm like, and then I split this room three ways. So the whole trip for like two weeks, Dubai, Maldives should have easily costed thirty to forty thousand dollars minimum for how we how big we went. It was cut by so many people picking picking up the dinner tabs and these crazy dinners and everything. I think I spent seventeen hundred on the entire trip. Oh, oh my god. Start to finish. But, no, when Denise, we're we're starting to travel with Beth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm telling you. <laughs> the opportunity happened. I'm like, all right, there's gotta be when someone gives you something you've always wanted, figure out a way to make it happen. Like there's a lead, run with it, take it. I think we gotta acknowledge when doors are opening to step through. We gotta go and not look back and be like, oh, but I don't no, go go it'll work out it does there's a net there's a net there to catch you i'm living proof of it i'm like no business (laughs) like yeah oh my gosh so she will think best i mean there's so much good you know inspiration here and so many great nuggets that i think people can take whether it's pursuing a new career reinventing themselves after a major life event and you had a couple major life events when Mm -hmm. you were like okay um but then also just like taking the bull by the horns, using networking to like get to what you want. Uh, I mean, you literally navigated the art world. I mean, it's, it's a pretty fascinating story. So um, I'm so happy you came on here and oh, shared thank you your so story. Much for having me. It's so fun. It's such a good one. I know, Amy, any last thoughts or anything you want to close out with? I mean, I think the big piece is that, you know, really just recognizing that fear is going to be the thing that's going to hold you back. With, yep. with, with so Everything. much, it's whatever yeah. happens between your ears. We say this to my son when he's about to step on the ice, like mm-hmm. it's all in your head, right? You're going to go out, you're going to go play hard. He, my son plays travel hockey. And the minute that you let yourself stop, just like thinking about and overthinking about everything. And I am queen of overthinking. I wrote a blog post recently about that. Like I am queen of overthinking the overthinking. And it, it it's it's it it holds you up. So I feel like that's a big piece. If I've 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 learned a few things from you today, and one of them, aside from that, I need a lot of um, major press in order to get the blue check mark, <laughs> is don't let fear. So there you go. In order for me to get that blue check mark, I need a I need to get those five major news outlets, and I can't let fear stop me from doing that. So there you go. Yep. <laughs> Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Change, change Anything, that mental dialogue. No. Okay, call someone else. <laughs> I mean, you knock on enough doors, one's going to open. One is going to open. Always happens. It will. It will. So fun. Awesome. Well, Beth, tell us, like, give us, like, just to summarize, so our listeners can, like, know where to find your art, know where to find you. Tell us about this art show. Give us, like, some call-outs. Here's, yeah, here's so <laughs> next show is in um, Times Square. March 10th, and it'll be up through the 27th, um, looking at other galleries that can move my pieces around um, while I'm there and while the pieces are there. Uh, Beth Bowen Art at, I mean, at Beth Bowen Art on Instagram. 
Um, I am Beth Bones, my personal account. And uh, yeah, home goods. And yeah, hopefully, any, any uh, I'm, I'm looking to expand everywhere. So I've, I've reached out. I have a lot of different irons in the fire. So we'll, we'll see what happens next. We can't. I'd love to come back. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Next season three for sure. And we will put all these call outs in the show notes so that they know where to find you. Uh, will you be in New York at the show? Yes, I'll be there. Oh, good. Well, you can meet, meet Beth herself if you're yes, in New York. Six yes, six summit. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you, Beth. This has uh, been so fun. Thank you so, so much for having me. So fun. Yes. Thank you for coming. And we can't wait to see what you're doing next. So keep us yes. posted. And if you ever need a plus one to Dubai, uh, you know. Uh, plus two. Anything. Plus two and meeting us at our mailbox and listening in on another episode with our guest, the fabulous Beth Bowen. It was so fun for Denise and I to connect with such a dynamic artist and professional and really, you know, just person who provided us with like a lot of really great inspirational quotes. So I think that that like you could you could do an inspirational quote with you know, one of your messages from today. Um, And you shared where our listeners can find you. So check out our show notes and we will be back uh, next week with another great episode. And that's a wrap for this week. In season two, our goal is to share actionable tips with you. We hope this podcast episode leaves you feeling encouraged and full of midlife energy. Don't go away yet. Be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're there, click to join our email list We promise we'll send only meaningful content. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram too for the show at midlife at the mailbox or our individual accounts for our own tips and tricks at Amy L. Alex 28 and Denise Rabat. That's Denise with a Y. Thanks, mom. (laughs) So that we can come into your inbox each week and your feed almost daily. If you're a seasoned listener or just found us, We're glad you did. Make sure that you are following our show on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you hear, please share our episode with your midlife bestie and leave us a five-star review so more awesome listeners like you can discover Midlife at the Mailbox. We release new episodes every other week on Thursdays. At least we try. Our podcast is a production from the minds of two midlife besties and produced with love by the very creative Amy Alexander and Denise Rabat. Professional video and audio editing by Hivecast. See you at the mailbox. Bye.